Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Do We Love It podcast. This is your host, Dr. Water, with Lemon Recording Live from the Gen A Studios. I feel like my voice sounds kind of weird today. I don't know why. Um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, I hopped in the car today, turned on uh, the radio, had a little Elton John going right there, um, and I saw her yesterday that after five decades of performing, that he will be retiring. So, you know, sad day. Uh, Sad to hear. But I figured because of all this, they pay then today to share a story. So, those of you who know me have probably heard this story a hundred times, so you can basically just turn this episode off right now because you've already heard it. But I feel like I owe it to the listeners to put this, uh, put some of my oral history on record. Alrighty, so let's paint the scene. It was 2013 November. Uh, I'm driving down to Providence where I was living at the time. I hit up my friend Mike and I said, hey, let's go out and grab some beers at Hot Club tonight. And he said, I would love to, but I can't because I'm going uh, with my girlfriend to see Elton John. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Like, I'm a, I'm a pretty big fan. And I was like, so what's he playing up in Boston or something? And he said, no, he's playing in Providence. I'm like, what? Like, he's playing right in my own backyard? I didn't even know about it. Like, right at, he was playing at, uh, it's called the Dunk, the Dunkin' Donuts Center where the Providence Bruins play. So we call it the Dunk. Um... And so, four years prior, I had been living in London for a little bit, and he was supposed to play there, um, and I bought tickets to see him, like, three months in advance, and so, to get fired up for the show, like, I try and do for most shows, I haven't done it recently, but I used to do it all the time, where I would just get, download, like, an entire discography of an artist, so, you know, a lot of bands that's, like, a solid, like, you listen to five, six, eight, maybe ten albums. Uh, I didn't really know what I was getting myself into. I downloaded his entire discography off, like, a, uh, a torrent. I think I was on, like, Kazaa or Shazam or something like that. Something, you know, what, one of those sites where uh, it sounds ara- Arabic, but, like, it's not. Um, so, downloaded that, and it turned out he had 40 albums. Uh, so I listened to them in chronological order from when they were released, um, and then, like, a week before the show, he had laryngitis or something weird, and the show got cancelled, uh, so since then, I had been, like, wanting to see him live, especially since I put in all that work, and, uh, so I was like, okay, 2013, four years later, redemption time, I get my chance, so I hop. So I go back to my apartment, and I make a sign on a 8 by 11 piece of paper that says, Saturday night's all right for fighting, need one. So take my sign, fold it up, put it in my back pocket, I hop on my bike, and I bike down to the Dunkin' Donuts Center. Um, and so there's a bunch of scalpers out there, I had 40 bucks cash on me, and uh they were trying to sell tickets for like a hundred bucks or something insane. So I told this one guy, listen, I got 40 bucks. That's all I'm paying. I don't care where the seat is. And he 
was like, well, it's a hundred bucks. And I was like, well, the show's about to start. So I guess you're either seeing Elton John or just eating that ticket. So he was like, why don't we go down to 60? And I was like, I rode my bike here. If you can't sell it to me for 40, I have nothing to lose. I'll just ride home. So he ends up selling it to me for 40. And I go across the street to Trinity Brew House. And I just start slamming red beers. Uh, I think it was called like the Tommy Red. Yeah, that was like their house red. So I was slamming Tommy Reds. Um, and I get talking to this guy who was supposed to meet his family inside for the show. Um, but he wanted to slam a couple beers too before meeting up with them. Uh, he was a firefighter named Doug. Uh, cool guy. Um, and we talked about firefighting stuff, so I learned a lot there. So then I go inside um, by myself and got, you know, got a decent buzz on. And I go up to my section. So I'm in the absolute nosebleeds. Um, I stand up, I look across the section, everybody's sitting down, and the tops of every single person's head is white. Um, I was basically the only person in the section like under the age of 70 it seemed like so I'm down I love old people about that life um so I start double fisting Coors Lights just start ripping beers as the show's going on loving life having a great time grooving um after a couple rounds confidence level's pretty high I'm like you know what I'm here by myself. I'm here on a whim. I've already, you know, exceeded expectations. I'm playing with house money. Like, maybe I should just go and try and get a little closer. So, leave leave the nosebleeds, grab two more, uh, and walk down to the floor level. And uh, this girl was uh, a security guard at the at the very bottom of the steps. So I get down to her. I'm like, hey, you know. I'm, big fan like you know, is, is there any chance I could uh, you know just move up a little closer and uh, I was like I'm, bu- I'm by myself she was like she was like yeah but like you know don't don't make a scene and I was like all right I'll I'll be cool so I don't know if I was cool or not probably wasn't um, so I start walking towards the stage I'm like at this point I'm like 50 rows back but I just keep walking forward looking for a seat keep walking forward looking for a seat um, now I'm like, I don't know, five to 10 rows back as I'm getting close. I'm getting really, really close. And all of a sudden I see a seat open in the front row. So I'm like, well, let's, let's try it out. So I go over to the seat and the guy next to me is like, Hey, this is my kid's seat, but, uh, he's not here right now. He was like dancing the aisles or doing something weird. And he was like, so if he comes back, you got to go. But until then, you can stay. I was like, okay, great. So from the from the perspective of facing the stage, I'm shaded to the left, which is the side that Elton is on. So I'm like, I'm literally closer to him than like his, you know, guitar player because his guitar player is on the other side of the stage. So I'm like, probably 10 15 feet away from him like this is wild so the guy on the other side of me he was even weirder he was like so just like a heads up like I've been following him on tour and uh he plays the same 
he plays basically the same set every show. He's like, so what's going to happen is uh, there's going to be an encore. He's going to, or he's going to leave stage. He comes out for the encore. When he comes out for the encore, everybody runs up to the stage. So be ready. It's like, okay. So Elton leaves. Elton comes back, comes back on stage. And I look to my left, I look to my right, I see people rising, and I'm just, like, out of my seat, like, like, bullet out of a cannon. Just, or cannonball out of a cannon, I guess. So I fly to the stage, I'm the first one to the stage, my chest is pressed right up against it, and, uh, so, Elton's on the other side, and he's walking down the stage, and he's, you know, slapping everybody's hands, and everyone's yelling, Elton, Elton, Elton! Um... So I, so I know from Wikipedia and listening to all his friggin' albums from that uh, show four years ago uh, that his real name is Reginald. So I start yelling, Reg, Reg, Reg. And so he sees me, and I reach into my back pocket, and I pull out my sign that says, Saturday night's all right for fighting, need one. And I'm holding it up. He reaches down, grabs the sign out of my hands, pulls a Sharpie out of his pocket, signs it, and gives it back to me. So, that's it. Yeah, so all in all, it was a great night. Uh, Needless to say, I was pretty fired up. Uh, I was pretty hammered on my bike ride home. Uh, Called my mom in the middle of the night at like 1 a.m., who, uh, she's she's a huge fan. She's the one who got uh, got me into the music, um, called her up, told her, told her the whole story. I was like, sorry to wake up in the middle of the night, but this was awesome. Blah, blah, blah. Like I gotta tell you everything. So I get off the phone with her. And then right as I get off the phone with her, I straight up crash my bike. Uh, yep. Just like I hit like a curb or something. I go flying off my bike, fall on the ground. And the bike I had was like, I think it was like it was like a '72 like Huffy. It was like old as as hell. I bought it for like 30 bucks off Craigslist. Had three gears on it, uh, and it weighed like a hundred pounds. And so as I crashed, the uh, the seat popped off of it, and uh, the bike was never the same. But uh, it, it was definitely worth it. So yeah, that's that's the Elton story. And I guess uh, transition right here. Uh, was riding my bike home yesterday got a flat tire, fixed the flat tire, and then as I was fixing the flat tire, I think I accidentally uh, cut a hole in the new tube, so then I had two flat tires, and then I had to call for help, so that was pretty, uh, that was pretty devastating, I hate having to call for help, Um, but, you know, everybody needs help every once in a while, so I guess it's okay to ask for it, Um, but yeah, that's, uh, I think we'll we'll wrap it up at that. I think that's that's plenty for uh, for those of you today. Um, I hope everybody has a great day. Um, and I read a pretty good. So I read a pretty good. Uh, I was reading a book this morning. And it had like a pretty good line and something a little something to chew on for the weekend. Uh, as opposed to looking for weaknesses in others, try and find their strengths. We could, like, Jerry Springer sign off right there. Well, have a good weekend.
Baby.